This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It also raises an interesting question in terms of the Rockets roster construction, because you mentioned the need for point guard. They have had Kevin Porter Jr. playing point guard over the last couple of years. He's gotten better at it, but it's just not his natural position. He could probably do other things a lot better, such as playing off the ball, utilizing them more in catch and shoot situations. And then also, he's a guy who could probably lead a second unit. Like, he's probably a guy that could come in and give you a spark. We've talked about this plenty on the podcast before. He's somebody that can come in, give you a spark off the bench, both leading the second unit, scoring for the second unit. Like, he can be a very interesting spark plug, X-factor type of player uh, if utilized correctly. So the question is, though, because – you know, we heard M.A. Udoka talking about how jobs won't be given to guys, to, to young guys, the way that they were in previous years. Well, Kevin Porter Jr. was a young guy who was sort of, and I don't think I don't think that's necessarily the, the one that we're highlighting there when we're talking about giving away jobs. But he does count, I think, here in terms of the Rockets wanting to do this experiment with him at point guard. And he was kind of just given that job because they wanted to do that experiment. And so over the last couple of years now, and then especially last year, KPJ has been anointed a little bit. He was their best player last year and has been their point guard the last two years. And so it's interesting to see them bring in a point guard and draft a point guard within, you know, an eight day span or so. And so what all of this means for KPJ is interesting. What his reaction is going to be to it is going to be interesting and how they move with him going forward, whether that be, Either of the things that I mentioned, putting them on the wing, bringing them off the bench, or moving on from them. What do you think about it? How do you think this plays out for KPJ? What's the what's the best way for the Rockets to utilize KPJ, either as a player or as an asset? I think that this will wind up being the best thing for Kevin Porter Jr. throughout over the course of his Rockets career. I don't know if he's going to see it that way right now. And he was, you know, this was something that he got asked about. It was Cody Davis who asked him about maybe playing more off the ball in the future. And he didn't take to that question. He wasn't real happy about that question. And he kind of made it clear, no, I'm a point guard. They brought me here to be a point guard. I am the point guard of the Houston Rockets. Now, we'll see again how he handles now that he's probably not going to be the starting point guard for the Houston Rockets because they just gave a guy $130 million to do that role. But if you can sell him on this being good for him moving forward, because like you said, I think that he could absolutely dominate second units. I mean, he is he is a strong, physical guy who can get to the rim. Um, he, can, he can pass the ball um, once he does get into the paint. Uh, he can so that right there makes him very difficult to stop against opposing second units, and then he can he can 
easily be on the floor with that starting group if it's Van Vliet at point guard because he is one of the better catch-and-shoot guys in the entire league. It's just not something that he's done a whole lot of because he's had the ball in his hands so much. And he's big enough and strong enough to where he can play the wing and he can defend wings, I think, at a high level. So if you can sell him on that and understand and, and make sure that he knows, hey, we might have brought this point guard in, but we still feel like you are an important part of our future. You hope that he gets that message and you hope that he takes this whole thing the right way. That's one thing. That'll be, I think, one of the first things that you ask Rafael Stone uh, whenever Fred Van Vliet gets introduced. It's going to be, what does this mean for Kevin Porter Jr. moving forward? Because obviously that's the big domino in this whole thing is um, what does it mean for his future? Again, I think it's going to help him. I think it'll be good for him. I think it'll put him in a better uh, position to succeed with the Rockets moving forward. Just the thing is, is that something that he understands at this point? Yeah, and I hope it is because I agree with you. I, I want to see Kevin Porter Jr. succeed because I do think he deserves a lot of credit for the improvements that he's made and the way that he's handled becoming the point guard over the last couple of years. He was their best player last year. And so the thing that I would hate to see, honestly, Adam, would be this be the, the reason why there's a tailspin or this be the reason why they go backwards with Fred Van Vliet development. I'm sorry, with, with Kevin Porter jr. Developmentally, you know, like he's made strides as a player. I think the Rockets have done a pretty good job of supporting him personally. Uh, Just, just being in his corner and everything. Like I hope all of that sort of manifests itself in this shift in role and shift in responsibility, because, you know, you and I are singing the same tune here. He can thrive in this role. He can straight up thrive in this role. Like I like much better. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The idea, and I think it's just better for the Rockets, the idea of Fred Van Vliet kind of setting up your offense and being available to shoot, you know, because he can shoot as well. And then you're letting your shot creators or your shot makers at least be Jalen Green. Um, you've got Alperen Shingun that's going to do some facilitating and doing do some creating more than likely um you know in the high post at the elbow and in different you know in different uh in different I, i'm very interested to see how Ime Udoka views shangun and how he wants to use him and we'll see how free agency plays out in terms of what they do with bigs right because that's another thing that they need to need to address so we'll see how that plays out but just in terms of the domino effect of fred van bleet i'm really thinking that the guards the other guards kevin porter jr jalen green the guys on the wing, they will, I think, get better shots. I think it will be, again, we talked about this. Their overall basketball intelligence increases. Their shot making increases. And so, to me, not only is Fred Van Vliet in a vacuum a, a, a really good addition to your team, but he, I think, I think makes the other guys around him better. But if, if for no reason, if for no other reason, just for the, the function of what he's going to be you know, your, your point guard, the addressing that need that you had. So, I, you know, I, I see this being a, a positive effect, just like you uh, on the rest of the guys. 
Yeah, and so many of his strengths are just huge weaknesses that they've had. Yeah. The turnovers. They have been a horrific defensive team the last couple of years. A lot of that, not all of it, but a lot of it has just been the transition defense. Why is their transition defense so bad? Because they turn the ball over more than anybody else. So now you're putting yourself in a position where you're just having to scramble back in transition. Um, Offensively, they have been aimless way too much because they have a bunch of guys running the running the offense who don't know how to run an offense at this point that's not the case now now they have a guy who actually knows how to run the offense and on the porter thing i I would hope that there has been some communication between rafael stone and ime udoka with him because he's been around you know it's not like he has not been around the team he was the one player who was at udoka's press conference a couple months ago so I would imagine at some point they sat him down and, and because we've all we've known that they've wanted to get a point guard now since December. So I would hope that they have sat him down and, and kind of explained to him their thinking and their rationale behind this and how they view his role moving forward. Because, again, they gave him the contract um, last September, knowing that they were probably going to be in the market for a point guard because James Harden was available. And, and as soon as James Harden signed that one plus one. There was always that assumption that he would be an option moving forward in Houston. Harden's not winds up not being the guy, but they do get another point card. So I have to think that they have that they gave Porter that contract with the understanding that we might go after another point guard at, at some point. So uh, you, you just hope that he understands that and you hope that he uses this for a positive and sees the positive in it. Because like we've both said, it's only going to help him moving forward and it's only going to put him in a position to be successful. I want to leave the audience with some traditional stats here. We're not going to complicate things with any advanced stats here in this moment. Just some traditional digestible stats to understand what's been added to the Rockets and why it was such a desperate need. Last season, the Toronto Raptors averaged the fewest turnovers per game. Okay, last season, the Toronto Raptors averaged the fewest turnovers per game. You know what the Rockets did? They were second to last, or or I should say the second most turnovers per game. And the one that had the most turnovers per game, well, they're the Golden State Warriors. So unless you're going to go be the Golden State Warriors, okay, that would that would fix it, right? Just be Golden State and just be, just, I don't know, just become Steph Curry and, and you know, uh, one of the league defining legacies in all of basketball history. Yeah, just to just do that. No. Being next to last in turnovers per game is normally indicative of what you are as a team. It's a bit of an anomaly with Golden State and it bit them in the tail too, let's be clear, at, at various points, but the Rockets were next to last in turnovers per game and they have now poached the point guard from the team that was the best in turnovers per game had the fewest turnovers per game. So that's something that you can, um, you know, and again, aside from the three point shooting and everything else that we talked about. Okay. Moving Kevin Porter jr. All of that. That to me is value. Um, and I think Rockets fans should get excited. Don't, don't, don't think about the money. It's not yours. Don't think about the money because even for the team, it's not going to hurt them. The Rockets are not hurting because of this. They are helped because of this. So keep that in mind if this is something that is kind of rubbing you the wrong way, the idea of paying Fred Van Bleet $40-plus million. Your team just got better. And, and I'll close on this. 
Uh, we've talked a couple times now this week about how Memphis does not want to re-sign Dylan Brooks. Like they know Dylan Brooks better than any team out there and they don't want to re-sign him. Toronto knows Fred Van Vliet better than any team out there. And they tried to bring him back. They went, you know, I, I don't know why they didn't wind up going the full dollar route that the Rockets went, but they tried to bring him back. They forced the Rockets to have to tack on that extra year. That tells you what you need to know. The team that knew Fred Van Vliet the best tried to get him back. The Rockets just offered him more. So if if it were the other way around and the, and the, and the Raptors would have just, you know, wiped their hands of it, then it's a different story. But the fact that Toronto wanted to bring him back tells you everything you need to know. 